The recording of this episode had some technical challenges which unfortunately affected the audio recordings. Please bear with us and thank you for your usual support. Hello everybody. Hey, what's up? Yo, so welcome to the Lab Africa podcast. So this is where we talk about life, arts and, and business. And I'm um, really excited today because we have incredible people in the house. Yes. Yo, yes. yo, yo. So before I introduce them, I'm your host Martinson and I'm Judah Domino. And then near me is Emma Fasua. Emma and Presented. yeah <laughs> all right good so if you've already seen the title on the video or the podcast today we are discussing um the challenges and the successes of african writers and yeah. we're hoping that by the end of this conversation we'll change the some of the negative mindsets people have towards african writers yeah. and authors you know and then you know boost our own narrative that's that's what we are for <laughs> that's what we are for so um today's episode is sponsored by stylus innovative studios and venture experience before we get into the interview itself let the intro roll, roll. today's episode is brought to you by stylus innovative studios storytelling design studio based in Accra, Ghana. Stylus Innovative Studios offers design solutions to help you tell your brand story and connect to your community. Their services include strategy design, brand design, product prototype design, motion design, website and mobile and web apps. For more information, you can contact Stylus Innovative Studios on their website at www.stylusinnovativestudios.com or email them to info at stylus innovative studios dot com or call plus two three three two seven three six six eight four one eight or you can also follow them on instagram at stylus innovative studios gh stylus innovative studios tell your story introduce our guests here so right near me is emma and uh, the first time i met her was at a sasa event i think sasa rehearsals actually yeah. and then for those of you who don't know what sasa is is uh, spoken word and singers speakers, speakers. Artists, and singers association. oh okay speakers and singers association okay my bad all right so that's where i first met her and then she was doing her magic and yeah. she was on fire it, it almost felt like being in the church service and the, and, the, and the prophet was prophesying. He was like, give me a word, give me a word, give me a word. And then you just give it a word and then she's rhyming with it. And you're like, oh, man, it was like killer. And that, that was that was then. So since then, I've been actually watching our attendance and events. Unfortunately, I'm not someone who attends all the events. But when I get the opportunity, I'm impressed. Yeah. Yeah. So that's um, Emma. And then recently she launched her book. first book and wow it, i mean i'm sure she'll share the kind of work that is going into but i was excited to hear that and then um next is 
100 so if you're following us he was in the season one and the yeah. um, conversation with uh poets uh, across the uh, continent uh, yeah. yeah and then he shared interesting perspective so if if you've been following then you know him already and then he also has had his book launch a few months ago actually he mentioned the the book launch in that interview yeah, and i have to say so yesterday we met um what's her name b. so we met an interesting lady yeah. a lady called b and she knows a sculptor or sculpt artist or yes yeah, everybody called it that was inspired by reading your book yes yeah, yeah. yeah. so, so we have yeah. a piece so, from reading your book yeah that was interesting oh so she was like logo leaky something was like logo id logo leaky logo id she was like yeah 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 that book 100 percent yeah yeah wow so the person yes. started doing an exhibition <laughs> of a sculpture yeah inspired by your book by your book yeah i didn't tell her we are interviewing you today i yes. guess <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it was interesting to know i was like oh okay yeah. i i i know that man at least you know yeah so we'll be talking about how artists inspire each other, hopefully, as we continue the conversation. So mm -hmm. I forgot to mention, MS book is I Wish You Courage in the Night Season. And then One Legged book, we've already mentioned it, is the... <laughs> Locomotion, yes. Yes. <laughs> so, and then, if you don't know yet, we have a, the third writer in the building, oh, and that is Judith see, Domino. That's the more reason why today I'm quiet because today I'm, I'm not I'm not part of the host. No, Judith, Judith is, is a host and a guest today. I'm glad to be a guest. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So he has, he's actually launched two books. Yeah. Yeah. One was recently on his birthday. It was it was yeah. like a surprise birthday book launch. <laughs> <laughs> and then. Um, that one was the what's it titled? That was the twenty nine loving me hair and hair. Yeah, uh, it's just a collection of poems. Yeah, twenty nine poems. And I decided to add one, um, just because next year I'll be turning thirty. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I, well, I just love poems about myself, my yeah. loving my mom, and then loving other women, you know, and oh, other. <laughs> And then your first book. My first book is Their Words, My Actions. Yeah. Which is words that have affected me positively. Who said it? When they said it? Yeah, who said it? When they said it? How what it meant to me? Yeah. Yeah. So thanks. Thanks so much. Um, so let's yeah. get straight into the uh, some of the things that I'm curious about. All right. Um, so when I was about to complete my secondary school, I had an idea for a book and I, I started writing a book up to today i've not finished the book which year was that <laughs> you need to pay tax then. up to today you need to pay tax later on the years. Today, i've not finished the book so now let's get into writing a book what yeah. inspires you and what uh helps you to like be consistent in writing a book because for my experience it wasn't that easy like it was like i said i've not finished so yeah, let's. I would like you to share his. Yeah. Really? So Why you keep doing this to me? Right? So the thing is that so I went to. Um, I call her my Kenyan mom, mm -hmm. uh, Madam Jennifer Musau. Peace. Shout out. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I went to her one day and she has written, but then she had written nine books. Mm. She started writing her books when she was in Ghana. So I went to her. I was like, Ma, I have this amount of money. I want to make more money. Mm. And she was like, You want to make more money? With the money you have there's nothing you can do that will give you more money 
Apart from media, you start a business and then your money cannot really sustain the business. So I suggest you write a book. Mm. I was like, write a book? Fine, let's think about it. So I decided to just do it because she, so she worked for, she works for APSA. So she took some of the employees through um, a writing journey. Just like you should join them. So I decided to join them, um, to join the APSA group. And then we wrote. Um, so yeah, so that's what inspired me. Yeah. So yeah. then I, I had to think about, because she told me everybody has a story. So what's your story? Mm, yeah. I was like, wow, that's nice. So then okay. that means that's what, because I, I believed, okay, I still believe like everything that happens to us is based on what we hear and what we've gone through. So then yeah. what is it that someone has said that has encouraged me or mm. and stuff? So it's, it was more like a therapy session for me. That's nice. Hundred. Yeah. Um, for me, because of a poet, I think me all of us here in poetry. Yeah, yeah. The you're writing already. Yeah. The the question now becomes, I didn't know how to package it into a book. You know, like you have a gift, you don't know how to wrap it. So you kind of need somebody to help you, teach you how to go about doing that. And I was fortunate to stumble across an opportunity which poets, writers, and the likes got onto, which is the Ghana Writers Marathon, which is, I have to give shout outs to them. And this was started by a Ghanaian who is based in America named Prince Mensa. And so he put out this call that if you want to write a book, there was expectation, I think you put in uh, the sentence you need to send in, and if you got selected, then you join a marathon whereby you're supposed you're supposed to write 30 poems a month. Mm. And that wasn't too much of a problem for me. Not because I was writing new poems, but because I already had I've been writing since like seriously collecting something like two thousand so I, I, I had enough stuff. Mm. But even for that, I realized somewhere along the line, Charlie. Yeah, <laughs> I was trying I was trying like, I keep saying that. And the last month I was writing haikus because you know, <laughs> <laughs> it, it was that's the writing process that you want that. And it was just good having somebody guiding you that okay now you go all the poems. Which one would you mm. use? Don't use this one. Maybe this one needs a bit more more work. So all I'll say is just in pattern because we'll have more conversation about that. And if you don't know how to do it, Asking for help is good. And for me, I realized that having somebody just checking up and saying, oh, this is good. So that you are walking into this journey or getting to a point of publishing, knowing that, well, what I'm coming to bring out is not rubbish. People, somebody has checked it out and they think it is good. Mm. So that's how I got into it. Somebody gave me an opportunity to put it together and I took it. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> I think the whole time I'm trying to follow through and figure out okay, so who was that person for me. But I think my writing, for me, it was the end of an era. Oh, okay. And so having lived through my own night season, my own set of storms and trying to figure out what makes sense, what doesn't make sense, how do you survive through this, how do you recover from that. And being a writer, I journaled my way through that period. And so for a decade, everything I seem to have survived, I wrote on. And so when the COVID, um, when COVID hit, I was <clears throat> in my room, still trying to figure out. And that has had that was like two years in 
when I had left corporate fully. So I was freelancing full-time, doing poetry and writing and project management. And in my room thinking, I had then just come from my last project, yeah. um, which I was working on with one of um, the fabric brands and we were on lockdown. So I was asking myself, what am I going to be doing now? And I didn't want to just be writing for myself again. And so I thought, well, putting this together, even if, and that was also, I mentioned it was the end of an era because then at that point, there were so many things I seemed to have been doing, but nothing tangibly to show for my work. Mm-hmm. And so in that period of lockdown, when I was asking myself, what am I going to be doing? I asked myself, what do I have to show for all the years that I saying that I've been doing a particular thing. So if yeah. I ever said I was a poet, how do those who want to know of my work get to track it? If I ever said that I was a writer, who knows that I'm a writer yeah. beyond myself and my journal? Yeah. So I put it together and got a few friends to edit it for me. Thankfully, it came to me in the chapters. So the story had already formed wow. as I wrote it out. So when I looked back on the work that I had done, it kind of told its own story. So I got a few friends to edit for me and I just decided to embark on the self-publishing journey. Yeah. So what it, it, what's interesting is that we are all writers because we write spoken word, but we are not all authors. Yeah. 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 And that's what sets you people apart from me. Yeah. Like you're on a different level. <laughs> so that, that is yeah, interesting. You know, hopefully one day I'll become an author. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll be inspired and I'll be able to share my reason. I, I like the unique reason Jesus was financial. He didn't cash. <laughs> and the rest, you know. Oh, goodness. Really? You want to do this today? I'll get you. I'll get you. But anyway, so the other question is what were you hoping to communicate with your book? Why do you want people to read your book? Or why would you want anybody to pick your book? Okay, let's start with Emma. Okay. Um, Like I mentioned, I wrote from a place. Mm -hmm. And so the goal for writing this, first of all, was an affirmation to me. Mm -hmm. So it was in wishing myself courage to confront whatever it is that I thought was a setback or a fear that I couldn't move beyond. Okay. The second thing was that in wishing myself courage, I was trying to see the hope in all that I thought was a dark cloud around me. And so for everybody who picks this book, the hope is that they get to identify that element of hope, even in their seemingly night season or their seemingly challenging time. And that is really the core of the message you will find when you pick this book. It is hope in unseeming situations. It is finding courage when it doesn't look available. It is finding faith to fight through or to live through or to do life really as we see it. So I hope that, and I've, I've gotten feedback of how people relate and identify to similar messages. So I hope that those who pick from here on get to find similar things. That's wow. That's wow, actually. Yeah, that's wow. I definitely have to read it. You know, my bad I haven't read it yet. But I <laughs> was there. Let's go to Jira and I'll come to Adrid. Yeah. What's the question again? <laughs> what are you hoping to communicate to your audience? Yeah, I just wanted to pull your legs simply because, you know, it decided to be on my case. For me, it's, it's just, um, it was just to encourage people, but most importantly, for, for myself. Because it was a therapy session for me during COVID because everything came to a standstill. 
Now, the decisions I was making or why I was in Kenya, why I was on missions and everything was because of certain conversations I've had with people growing up and all that. So, thinking about it, I was like, wait, why don't I put that together and just, you know. Plus, I just have to say this. Someone said, one of my, my mentors back in the day said, when you write a book for the rest of your life and for like your children, it's income coming in. You never sleep hungry. Because mm. even if you sell one book, even if you're hungry, you go to sleep and you sell one book, you'll be able to eat. Me, it's, it's still financial. You get me? <laughs> but then that's what I'm trying to communicate. What I, I'm trying I, like to your, communicate. I like your financial motivation. It's good. Yeah. No, I'm trying to communicate. <laughs> it's good. It's very necessary. <laughs> what I'm trying to communicate is that, you know, hope, um, faith, um, everybody, I, I, I want everybody to just take a pause, look back, and then ask themselves, what are the good things that have happened in my life? And then use that to push yourself forward and forget about the let's go of the bad stuff. Yeah, That's you know, I remember um, this. This Judah, I'm just saying when Judah was being cute, right? So I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was in Ghana. Judah was in Kenya, and I got a really cute message from Judah appreciating me and how I was like, oh, okay, that was interesting. I didn't know she was writing a book at that time. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I can remember stuff like crying. So yeah. I guess Jida was remembering certain conversations or whatever it was, and then Jida was like, "Oh, okay, some lovely message." No, no, Jida. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hundred. What about you? What was I trying to communicate? Be from the title. One of the things I've been trying to do is to, whenever anybody comes into contact with me as a performer, as an artist is I, I want them to know that I'm Ghanaian. Mm-hmm. I, I think for me, um, over the past decade, it's been very important for me to stand out as a Ghanaian. I'm not just a human being, mm-hmm. I'm a Ghanaian. And the way I think is because I am a Ghanaian. So one of the things that I was trying to communicate, well, look, you have a it's in Ghana. And if you pick up the book, uh, you see, the, the sort of thinking that is different from your traditional or your traditional you know, poets. That doesn't mean there's anything wrong with the traditional poets. It's just showing that there's that, that variety exists. There's somebody who's going to praise Ghana and there's somebody who's going to say some things about Ghana and call it, you know, At the same time, the person is going to move into religious conversation and same person is going to go into things about women, about love. There's just to showcase the the kind of poet I am. But more, more intentionally, I want people to realize that look, there are if you've experienced me, you can tell that in that country there there are others, there are others like me as well who um come in their unique shapes and sizes as well. So that that's really what I was trying to communicate. Yeah. I remember when you when I heard the title of your book. It kind of brought me to like uh, childhood, logology, locomotion. I was like, oh yeah, it's been a long time I actually heard or said that word. Like, <laughs> so yeah, definitely drums home with like the origin, like the yeah. origin, you know, because you were not going to hear that word from any place. From, yeah, you know. kindly, <laughs> children don't even know what logology is. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and. This is just by the way, you've been doing a um, what do you call it? A tour with your book as well. Or is it, should I call it a tour? <laughs> I'm trying to 
I think both of them have been doing it. Oh, I, okay. I see him around like a Okay, but okay, so yeah. You go, you go on, let me. Because, I, would, yeah, I, would, I mean, it's nice if I could do a tour, because if you're doing a tour, the idea is, hey, guys, I'm doing a tour, who wants to give money? I'll be here, I'll be here, people reach out to you. It hasn't gotten there yet. Hmm. So, what you're doing is really trying to find spaces that will be willing to work with you, hmm. that would help you promote okay. your book. So, I've done um, a private like book reading, which was at a bookshop, Citrus. I hmm. did that with Emma. Emma was the model. At that I think that was last month. Yeah. Um, later this month, I will do one at Dia, which is just close by in the yeah. airport. Uh, I, I was able to go back to my high school and share with them on their lively day. So I'm basically just fishing for opportunity because I realized that it, uh, we've not gotten to that point, or at least in Ghana, we are not at that stage whereby people. We did, we, what we've written as great as they are, it's not Harry Potter, you feel me? At least to people, it doesn't feel like it's Harry Potter. Yet. So what not, oh my gosh, I can't wait to get the next copy. So in order to do that, you have to create memories or things that will get provoke people to say, you know what, I, I really like what I, I like that poem. I want to, you know, to purchase that. Because if not, nobody is really going, the book is there, but I don't know. And I think that really just works for everything. Yeah. Anything that we go out and we choose to purchase is because we've heard or seen something as testament to the fact that oh, I want I want one of those things. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to bother themselves picking anything yeah. Yeah. at all. So that's why, at least for me, I'm bothering myself in that whole journey. That's right. So you also doing a kind of a tour? Oh. Yeah, so I, I did, I launched it in August, and on the back of that, got to do a national tour. So I did most of the major regions in Ghana. Mm. Um, and I did it, um, let, me, let me just say it was powered by MTN, because I was also then working on a project with them. Okay. The, the thing about my collection is it's not just poetry. I included a self, self-help tool in there, so mm-hmm. people could journal people had tools they could work through so for those who who had financial goals they had to reach i include a worksheet in there that they could that's nice they could work on um people who had to pick themselves up on probably you needed a boost for me i sampled affirmations based on scripture Mm. and included in there i also included journal templates and so corporates identify heavily mm-hmm. with the self-help part of it. So yeah. I got to do a lot of that with some other corporates in, in that space. So I've been, I've, I've done a national tour, thankfully. Um, cool, cool. I think we've covered most of the regions in Ghana. Wow. And then I was able to do Nairobi um, with it as well. Um, so, yeah, hopefully I can get to continue um, with the tour before the year rounds up. Wow, wow. It's, it's been great. Like for me, like this is how I see you now. And I, I, I may not tell you, I see you like the Kinaisoba of poetry. Always booked. Always, like every week, Emma is going somewhere, performing somewhere. And I, like, I'm super happy. Like, you know, I think we should take a selfie after this. I can tell people like, no, that I know her. I mean, I want to do poetry like the way she does. I'm hoping. Uh, I, I think it's a lot of hard work <laughs> and it's a lot of focus because for the longest time, 
I was dabbling in a lot of things. And it's not like dabbling because I was trying my hands. I was good at all those things I was doing. But the thing with creative people is we are capable of so much. But one thing we struggle with is the ability to focus the energies into one thing and push it to a level where it can thrive on its own before we venture into the next Mm -hmm. thing. And so at the end of that era where I put the book together, one thing I told myself was I can be called anything. I can be a project manager, I can be a CEO, I could be whatever it is I decide that I am. For this period, I'm going to be a poet and an author. Wow. And, and I just closed my mind off to everything. I stopped looking for jobs that would give me salary. I just blocked everything out and said, it is poetry and being an author for this phase. If anything at all, I'm giving this the best I can for the next two, three years and see where it goes. And so every other thing was wow. just put on the shelf. Awesome. I think that level of focus, if creatives can adapt that, yeah. it's not easy. It's not like the it's easiest not. part. It's, it's a sitting down on some months and not knowing where the next gig that will pay you is coming from. Yeah. It is wondering who is picking my book off the shelves in the bookshops. But it is also deciding that regardless of where the income comes in, this is it for me. And it's, it's beyond... The money is important. It is. Like, I'm not even going to sit here and start talking about how important the bills are. But it is the fulfillment that comes from knowing that I regulate my time and yeah. I decide what I want to do with my time. That that has been it. That's cool. I probably have shifted yeah. into No, no, no. Actually, you shifted into the right place because right. the next question was what has been the ch- challenges as an author? Like, what are the challenges you guys face as an author? Like, since you wrote your book, launched it, paid for the prints or paid to have it on kindle or amazon like what are the challenges that comes after writing a book is that it is like now everybody buys it you get a what do you call it um because every time i I buy a book or okay i buy for some reason every american book that i buy has a New York bestseller on it. I was like, yeah. come on, everyone. Yeah, because, because there's a criteria they need. <laughs> I was so like, come on, on every book is a bestseller, New York bestseller, <laughs> whatever bestseller. So, bestseller. Uh, you know, so do you like launch the book and then now you become a bestseller? Or how do you, I mean, what are the challenges you guys face? You know. So, um, I think I'll start with this one. Mm-hmm. For me, I'll say challenges I face when I was in Nairobi, I didn't face a lot of challenges because I was also a pastor. So mm-hmm. wherever I get to talk, because that's what I was told. And I, I love the fact that they are putting into action. Where, wherever I get to talk, I get to sell. And that's the, that's the thing. So you make sure you get more places to talk at or more shows to go to, then you can sell more. And so um, there was a main gig I did, which went on for two days. And we met for like a week, which was Tuakutukuza, which was a breast cancer um, concert mm-hmm. in Nairobi, one of the biggest um, gospel concerts in Nairobi. And it was for two days, so I, I sold for both the two days, and even to some of them during the rehearsal period, and it was nice. But when I moved to Ghana, and that was when, early stages was when I met 100, because um, I used to see him on TV, but now I, mm. I was in his car. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like, yo, like, you need to, because that was, that was how come we even had a conversation of marketing before the product, or the product before marketing. So it was from a conversation with 100. Mm. Because I, I've, I've, I, I spent so much time thinking about the product, I never thought about the marketing. Mm. So now my environment's changed. Who moved my cheese? And I'm here in Ghana and I'm like, what do I do? <laughs> like, what do I do? So yeah, that's been a challenge. For me, it's just the change in environment. Mm. Um, so now I'm still working on networks and stuff um, so that I can, I can still sell. But you have it on uh, Kindle, right? Yes, how's this one I have it on Kindle. Oh, this, yeah. How's yes, it, how's I have it, it on 
I'm not really promoting it. So that's what I'm talking about. Like I spent so much time on the on the on the product itself because I did everything myself from the writing to the okay, writing yes. <laughs> the design, the cover and everything. Um to self-financing it and everything. And I never thought about marketing. I never thought about marketing it if back in Ghana. That is a okay, that's my message. Marketing it in Ghana. Mm-hmm. That is where I kind of equip like, myself. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Hundred. Yeah, um, it's it's interesting that I recall when we spoke about that when you went in that some of the challenges that you was facing. Um, personally, I think marketing will be a big issue to many creators, or if you're starting out, and it's it's not really supposed to. Look, if you have money, marketing is not an issue. Yeah. You do an ad, get somebody to do something, promote it. You are likely to see something come from that because you make noise, people will hear about it and you get that. But I think if you are being very realistic, many creatives don't have that bankroll to be able to sustain such a decision. The thing that for, for me I've learned during this period is that networks are important. Yeah, um, so. Coming back to what Judah, Judah said, marketing is not an issue if you have money. Unfortunately, many creatives are not in that position to utilize money to promote their, their products. So what then, at least for me, became very clear was networking. That you, you, can't, you can't exist in, without anybody like knowing you know who you are. If you want, if you're even inviting people, call it to your launch, you know, trying to tell people, you know, about you, you would have you start realizing that wow, I I actually need people to know me. Know me on and so you realize that if you have let's say a lot of true followers, now let's say you've got ten thousand true followers, let's say in the whole of Accra, there are a thousand by ten thousand people who know you, they like what it is you're doing you are likely to make sales. Mm-hmm. You are likely to be successful. Yeah. The question is, how do you get 10,000 people? Well, you can't stay in your room and get 10,000 people. <laughs> you, you have to go out and you have to engage. You have to be, you have to be doing, doing things. So I know this because when I released my album of first, I, the same thing Judah went through, I went through that. Mm-hmm. I struggled, I put in sweat. The product is out and then you're there. And you realize that actually nothing is happening. And you're like, <laughs> and it you out. You're like, you feel so disappointed. Like, oh, you know what? Nobody is recognizing the way. But the truth is, nobody's life is just being fair. You just hadn't mm. looked in that, mm. in, that, in that area. So, I mean, with the book, I can say, compared to what I did with the album, there's been a fair amount of success. The, the question for me is, how do I grow it to a point whereby? All you just have to do is be get to that level whereby um, I think it was when Sam Cowell on Twitter, bang, like in less than some number of hours, he has this amount of yeah. followers. How do you become so influential that people just want to connect with you? People, you've got a book and people want to pick up the book. And that is because you represent something to these people, said that whatever this person is saying, I want to grab hold of whatever product is. I want to give the person who's a teacher that I want, I want to get. And for me now, that's the level that I support as an artist. 
I'm trying to I'm trying to get yes, to. Um, yeah. yeah. That's 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 good. Yeah. Emma, your challenges? <laughs> I know you mentioned a bit of it <laughs> in the beginning. Yeah. Um, I, I think the marketing thing is, is real. But then um, for me, the twist I bring to the conversation is also understanding the times and seasons. Mm. Because we tend to want to put out products. I mean, on a certain level, you can market anything you put out. But when a product meets a need, yeah. you people can't help but get it at a particular time. So timing is very crucial to whatever product it is that I have seen people want to put out. And also understanding what season of life you are in as, a, as an artist, as a creative. That also has a way of propelling your work and your message beyond what your strength can do. And so if you're a person of faith, then that spiritual aspect comes to play mm -hmm. in here. But beyond everything, I think my major challenge was really getting out of my head. <laughs> and my head. head. Like, <laughs> like I lived, there was this ideal I had created in my head. I just had to step out into reality and figure out, yeah. you have to put in the work and you will definitely get the result. And I think I brought this book out in its season. So the opportunities were kind of lined up for me. So I won't say I struggled so much on that front mm. in getting the book into the hands of people that had to mm. get it. It kind yeah. of just happened. For some reason, I thought there must be some mechanism I think it's actually a book on the season, like like exactly. the night time that happened within the 2020. It coincided with what the world was going yeah. through. People could identify with the message. It was timely. It was mm. timely. And so that kind of made sense. Um, how people gravitated towards it. But also network is very important yeah. because then I realized that most of the people who patronized it from the very beginning were people, it's either someone who I knew or someone someone that I knew who knew somebody. Yeah. So it was that whole thing that kept going on. And so someone recommends you to someone, you get a deal of the book and something that just seems to happen and you're sitting back wondering there must be a god somewhere because yeah. beyond my smart marketing gimmick <laughs> this, this couldn't have been like that yeah. there must be god yeah. somewhere doing yeah. doing yeah. his own thing so i think beyond all the marketing principles and the which is necessary because i did put in the work those who followed the journey realized yeah. how much i put into the strategy before the book came out and after the book came out yeah. that work was done but beyond that i think the spiritual aspect helped me heavily. Definitely, I, I believe that. I, I want to just add something as a challenge because anybody who is going to pursue books may go through this. So one of the challenges that I had was with my title. Oh, okay. So I was very adamant and on this particular book, you realize that the spelling of Loboliki is with the Loboligi, as far as it concerns the Ghana, it's a Ghana term. Mm -hmm. I believe it is. And the spelling of Loboligi is L O. Oh, okay. C mm -hmm. Now, when I was putting it out, I wanted to I'm like, look, I'm an craft. Ghana is a language that I studied. I, I know not like I'm just I studied like I'm a professor. But I appreciate it and I like to ensure that the the sanctity, the, the proper usage of the word. I don't want to bastardize it in any way. Mm -hmm. So, I was very strong on 
it has to be written in that way. You can't do it in a traditional form. However, what I ended up realizing was, especially when it came to putting it on Amazon, because I use the and Amazon, you have an Amazon cover creator. Mm-hmm. I started realizing that they couldn't recognize the character or mm-hmm. for doing it. So I realized that was not a problem. Now, mind you, as well as the cover, so I said, well, let me just change the cover. And then the text in everything, but there was some parts of the book, the way you put the copyright and blah blah blah, has the whoever's over here no, it can't, it can't, you have to change everything inside. So I had to resort to changing at least for the Amazon version of the book. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you get the book here, it's, it has to still with the book. Mm-hmm. Spelling it L O R Law, like how you would spell it if it mm-hmm. was English. Yeah. That is how that's how it, 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 was, it was used. And I even realized another problem that as much as I want to keep it in its original, original spelling, yeah. it causes some problems. If, because the question is, okay, somebody, but you're in an internet page, somebody's trying to search the book. How is the person going to spell globally? How is the person going to spell? It's there. But you start realizing that you are you are causing a problem because the person is now going to try and I can't put it away. So you realize that when the, because we have not as a people advanced the language to a point mm-hmm. whereby it is commonplace to realize that if you want the spelling this is not an issue, mm-hmm. you are actually putting roadblocks to people trying to access yeah. your book. So I realize that look, as much as I want to keep it this way, if I am too stubborn people will not get the the book. And, and and these are things that I think is important for anybody who's trying to write a book, who is trying to use language. And some of the, the, the complications that come, especially you're using a letter that is not easily found on the query keyboard, mm. or you have you have to think twice mm. about that if not it's really Yeah. You have something to that, right? Yeah. Not even about the title, but something else that when he was talking, I was reminded of is the publishing process in Ghana. Yeah. Like, if if you probably if you're going through an organization or your United Front, it is probably easier. But if you're navigating that road as an individual self-publishing, yeah. publishers in Ghana can stress you out. Mm-hmm. I think that was my major challenge. If anything, that that just reminded me. Well, I literally had copies that I couldn't sell. So I and the the publishing house that I could have gone with that had um, the quality I needed, the customer service I needed, didn't have the paper type I wanted to use. So the printing of the book, right? The printing of the book. So the publishing house that could help print the book didn't have the paper I needed for my book. And so they could just do white paper. And oh, I didn't okay. want that. Okay. Now, those that had the paper I needed had trash service. Yeah. Like today, right? I still paid everything in full and they under-delivered. Mm. And literally sent me a message to say, they know they, 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 they did me a disservice. They will make it up. I don't know when that makeup is going to come. Yeah. But I literally had hundreds of books that I couldn't sell. Because at the time that they brought the book, it's either the pages were mangled up, the the prints were bleeding into each other. Wow. Man. The the offsetting was terrible. Oh man. And so I had a lot of copies that I had to throw out. And so you can imagine if you paid per unit cost 
and that compounding, that's a lot of money you don't have yes. that you're throwing out there. And so publishers in Ghana, really, some publishers, let me put that in quotes, some in Ghana, really, I... I I think a little more of the printing, the, the printing. Printing, pardon me. Yeah, I think printers, printers, printers yeah. in Ghana. Yeah. I think if they don't do the whole process yeah. and they're just tackling the printing part, yeah. somehow yeah. the mentality that they don't profit from it, mm. and so they, they tend to undercut and, mm. and, and really. Yes, yeah, she's, she's reminding me of something. I, I had, I went through that. Yes, I was looking for other places where I could yeah. print. Because then I had done everything. I got people to design friends who were like network. Mm -hmm. So my my friend who was a graphic designer did the cover design for mm -hmm. me. Incredible kid. He's amazing. You should check him out. My friend who's a photographer took the photo mm -hmm. which is on the cover. And so they had already done these things in them. So we did everything. Cover design, typesetting, layout, everything was done. I just had to print. <laughs> and that was hell. And that, that was, uh, I, I don't want to mention the name, but I think that was the worst but, experience. But that people um, go through a lot of challenges. I mean, if you, if you, the thing is, if you want to have your book looking like what it is that you want, you are going to be top dollar for it. Mm. The problem, the problem about it is the economics of it. Mm. You can get the best looking book. The question is, is at what price? Now, if you're being very frank, if you bring out a poetry book. And you are not, let me put it this way, you are not Saul Williams. <laughs> Look, nobody's gonna buy the book in Ghana for more than 50 cents. Mm. That's just, that, that's just, at least I don't know what the market, maybe because of things going on right now, people will consider 60 or something. <laughs> but at the time when I was doing pricing, I knew that in Ghana, the maximum somebody is willing, like, I don't know you from Adam. I've seen a poetry book, I'm picking it up, 50 CDs. Mm. The reason why people pay more than 50 CDs is because maybe it's at the launch. Okay. You pay more than that because they, they respect the work that you put. After that, you're not going to get people to pay. So now your question you ask yourself is, how much are you pouring into the book? Yeah, the print. And at the end, what cost are you going to arrive at? Because at the end of the day, when you subtract 50 CDs from that, you need to have something that you can say that I've, I've got profit. And the truth is, and, and that's something that I learned sort of the hard way because I was sort of, when I was putting the book up, I wanted to have like, I think I have like 101 points. The issue is, the length of my points, because you realize that it's sort of thick. Yeah. But it's a problem because that, that affects the cost of it. Because the more pages you are paying, more. The price. Yeah, like, but not, it's 50 cents you're going to sell it at. Mm -hmm. So like, now that I know this, I'm like, hmm, the next time I'm going to put a book out, I'm not going to put it as my <laughs> No, because if not, the economics, yeah. the economics don't. I think it goes back to the market yeah, yeah. prior to uh, releasing the product. Yeah. Because then you would have to understand your audience, yeah. you have to understand the economics of it, you have to understand where they are situated, what kind of packaging will appeal to them. All that should be factored prior to releasing mm -hmm. the product. Because if that is not considered, then you are probably just doing it for the love of putting out a book, yes, but not yeah. for the business. Well, this, was, this was what I was told. It's either you want to sell more <laughs> from, from less, like you want to make more money from selling less, and you want to make, what's the name, you want to make more money. So either you reduce the cost, and you can sell more, or just keep the, the price how you want to keep it, 
and then sell the required um, quantity mm. so you can make your business. So we outside, outside Ghana, in Kenya, I was selling it for ten dollars. Okay. Now that's the seventy series now. I came back and guys are like, we will not pay 70 CDs for your book. Or you back there for 60 CDs. Yeah, yeah. They will not pay 60 CDs for the book. So I was like, you know, then you just give you what? How much time is it? For 45 CDs? <laughs> I, I think it goes down to audience segment. It goes, it goes down to that. It goes down to the marketing yeah. aspect. Yeah. Of because when you know the audience, you will know who are they. I think that's a whole marketing class, right? Mm. Who, who, who am I trying to sell to? Yeah. Where are they? How much do they make? That's if you're looking at the business side of it. Yeah. Um, what kind of messaging appeals to them? What presentation appeals to them? How much disposable income do they have? Where do they hang out? Who yeah. do they hang out with? What, so all those questions have to be answered prior to your releasing. And then that would inform whether or not you want to go with masses. Yeah. yeah. So you're you're selling less yeah. and appealing to more, or you're selling high because if they are high, then you know they can afford For it. Yeah. And so you you just need a, a handful. Let me let me yeah. because so in Kenya I sold like mad copies. Mm -hmm. I sold a lot of copies. Now I came back and it's like it's a struggle. Marketing as if I get it, but even at the church where I perform, it, guys you know like yo he has a book out. Um. Still, I don't know what is the pricing or what it is. No, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it has anything to do with that. It's, you see, it's, it boils down to, let me put it this way, if there is a performer mm. or a poet mm -hmm. who is popular here in Ghana, when that poet comes up to something, it will sell because mm. you are, we know you, we understand. If you mm. move to a different place where people are new to you and let's say you perform, it's one of two things. It's either that whatever it is that you are doing, it hasn't hit them yet to how great it is. And sometimes these things happen. You realize that, like, if you're looking, if you're going back to like just music, let's just because music is easier. When somebody, when something, the song will come out. You listen to the song. I don't think much of it. For some reason, it just keeps playing. Yes, it's playing. You know, I, actually, I think I actually like it, but the first time you heard it, you were not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you might even hate it. So it takes time. Yeah. So you realize that, let's say years down the line, you've made it big. Your book now, people would be willing to buy it for a price more than this because of who. We, what we are doing, it is not, it is who we are, are very much linked to. To our works. Yeah. The, the greater you are going to become, oh, the more people are like, oh, I want to have the book. So, Barack Obama, before he became president, yeah, people may have bought his book, but now that he is, his value has moved to a different level. Yeah. So, it's, 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 these are just some of the, the factors in this equation. Something I would like to share. So, yesterday, the conversation with um, so a fashion designer we met, and then she mentioned how. She, in her store, when people come and she's there, she sells more of course, yeah. than because she has this personality, there's this energy about her. Yeah. The way she dresses, even she has this kind of a mohawk yellow yeah. hair, you know, and then she, you know, you relate to her. But before you realize you've bought more than you actually thought of, is <laughs> that that person, that person you relate to. So people def definitely buy because of the person. So yeah. hopefully, I think that's how we buy stuff here. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's what I'm noticing. Yeah. Because in Kenya, like, they don't want to know me. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and the next one is then they have to know. People buy feeling. They buy stories. Yeah. They yeah. buy packaging. They yeah. buy presentation and position. People really buy for the sake of buying. Right. They of the buy product, for reasons. Yeah. And so you, you reference Kenya, but then you had been there for a while. Yeah. You, you had built community. There were people that, even if they didn't know you, they knew someone who knew you yeah. and who had hyped exactly. you to a level yeah. where... So you, you were a thing in, in Kenya. Yeah. But you haven't built that community here. True. I won't expect to go to, say, Cameroon or um, South Africa and be a big shot over Except that yeah. someone there. Unless you're on a certain platform, either. Except I'm yeah. on a certain platform, or I'm coming with a certain cloud. Maybe this organization is bringing me. Exactly. So that already puts that you on a pedestal. Or this individual who right. has already this crowd is bringing me. There's that aspect of an emotional appeal. Mm -hmm. yeah. All based on packaging and presentation. Yeah. And so beyond just putting our products as creators, I think a lot has to do with doing the work on us. Yeah. Because an artist, if you if you watch any great painting, right, you are not just buying colors on canvas. You're buying a lifetime of work. You're yeah. buying a story. You're yeah. buying the a period of himself. sacrifice. Yeah. You're buying a bit of the artist. Yeah. And so all that is in your work. And so I think that's a lot of work that people need to go through if ever they want to put out anything. But since because we are on the we are talking about books. Yeah. The interesting thing, and, and I listened to this on Clubhouse, I joined this space whereby they're trying to get people to write, and it was an agent. Mm -hmm. And the agent was was saying that, look, if somebody has written a story, mm -hmm. it's very different from the poet. Mm -hmm. If you've written a story, you don't even need, you don't need to have followers, you don't need to, I don't need to even know anything about you. Yeah. If the story is good, I can sell you. I can sell you. It's not, that's not the issue. You, you could be a people cannot even see your face, you make money. If you're a poet, it's different. Mm. You need to have a certain minimum number of followers. You need to have a certain cloud. If not, you at that point you're not to the business where you're not maximum. Mm. So that so that becomes the, 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 the issue with the craft that we are in. Yeah. Mm. You you consistently have to be developing yourself. To be to be a brand, so, so so to speak, so that when you you come out with something, people want because if you're not thinking along those lines, you shouldn't really be looking into the space commercially. You should see it as just as a hobby. And oh, I do this thing myself. But if you're thinking commercially, you have to start thinking of yourself as a as a brand. Oh, Andre said this. Oswald did this. This 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 that. You have to be thinking of yeah. those. And I, I think I'd, I'd, in that space, I would say you're doing so much on, on your page. Yeah. Like when I, I, I decided uh, to check hundreds <laughs> page, like I was like, the way everything is is like a gallery. Like, you know, like like carefully curated. I was like, that's a lot of work. Something I've not been able to, I don't think I'll be able to do. I would need a whole team to do this hundred, yeah. I remember that's that's with the pictures and ways that Emma is like, like what's risky? I said I see this and it's not that. It's like, I'm mm. good here, good here. This thing, this thing, this guy. I like it. That's really good. But I, I like how the conversation is going. It's actually revealing a lot of the challenges our authors go through. And, and it's interesting to notice because 
I don't know, I have an idea if I, de- I decide to go through with my book, which is still, <laughs> is still there, it's still in the pipeline, you know, like I would definitely have to figure out how to, you know, get it. But uh, I like the aspect of story because I, since I started writing spoken word, if I, dis- because what I'm writing is not, not actually a spoken word, it's actually uh, fiction. But has some bit of it as part of my story and part of my mom's story. Are you still sorry to catch you, Are you still interested in pursuing a dream to finish it? I want to finish it. Okay, then I would say no, no, no. Seriously, just the the application period for the poetry ma- the set of poetry marathon, the Ghana Writers Marathon, is still mm. after this out. I'll let you. Okay, okay. Go into it. I think at that moment, what ch- the challenge I had was location. So. I wanted to bring certain locations, which were here in Ghana. I've never been there. And I heard stories about those places. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And then, so I wanted to... Set in, so I wanted to be able to visit those places and then now kind of craft the story, how the place looked like. So when I, I wasn't able to go to those, lo- those places, those sets, and then the energy started slowing down, slowly, 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 and then... <laughs> <laughs> you know? Is that... It's, 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 a it's, it's, it's a book, it's yeah, a book, but it's, 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 I just, I just it's, love it's, the, way the process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that, that is one of the challenges that, but I, I definitely will, will, will do it one day, one day. Yeah, yeah. But I think, um, like, poetry, even writing poetry can be done in a very story like form, yeah, sure. you know, and then it's, it could definitely appeal to those who are non poetry lovers yeah. you know okay now uh we are we've gotten to the like for me this feels like the climax to me in the whole conversation because i wanted to learn about the challenges now let's get to it you've mentioned the challenges what are some of your successes so far or what would you consider success as an author This episode is also sponsored by Traventure Experience, your corporate, couple, and individual travel and tourism experience creator. For more information, email to info at traventureexperience.com or call plus 233-509900003. Traventure Experience, experience life through traveling. can start, I think. I think for me, success was putting together and having a manuscript. Oh, okay. That was enough for me. Mm. I, I think when I finished the compilation and could say this is the manuscript of my book, I was content with that. <laughs> I, I could go to sleep knowing that I did something because initially, like I mentioned, the goal was to have a body of work that represented what I did. It wasn't even commercial yeah. to begin with. So to be able to pull all that together, have it laid out, have it typeset, and say this is finally fully edited, that was success for me. And anything beyond that was just an add-on. That's that's it's been hundred. For me, writing a book, there are many successes Mm. in my my standards. Mm. What am I saying about just putting something together, having it in your hand? For anybody, especially if it's your first time, yeah, it's pure bliss. Mm-hmm. Pure, pure, pure bliss. So that. Um, 
the the other thing for me was that's sort of a testament to who you are as a creative. So I was very I was I, I had I'll call it low expectations <laughs> when it came to my to my launch. And she knows about this because we she helped me in you know putting it and what was that I'll call it a decent target. <laughs> <laughs> but what was amazing was the was the love that was shown to me during the the launch the launch process. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was overwhelming. And it made me appreciate networks even more because I realized that in, in one year I had made, I, I, I found myself in certain spaces and those spaces came through for me. So it mm-hmm. makes me ask myself if I find myself in more spaces, whenever you're doing something like this, you, you get the love. But more importantly for me was I had, there was a, there was a social cause to my, to my book because in putting the book out, I've always wanted to do something for my son. Um, not for my son, but my son was born Peter. Mm. And as a result of that, I always wanted to, to give back. I just didn't know how, you get me. So, when I was doing the book, I was like, look, okay, if, if, if you're putting a book together, why don't I attach part of the proceeds to raising money to help? And because it was born in Kulu, the idea was because I, I knew somebody there. I said, what is it that that space needs? And they said, well, some of the mothers can't pay the others. Okay, fine. So we would, money that comes from there, a certain percentage would be put aside, and we're going to take that and go mm-hmm. and help people. So in my opinion, one of the greatest things that happened was we were able, my wife and I, we were able to go to Kulu. We're able to pay people's bills. Nice. We're able to further bless, like the two mothers. And, and this was all. This is the spiritual side, you know, yeah. coming, coming into things. Because when we were going, I didn't know what was going to happen. I said, "Hey, we are coming through." I've not, I've not been in that hospital since we, we left. Yeah. If you are sick, sick, sick in a car, yeah. I don't care how much money you have, that's, that's the place you go to. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. we got there, we they brought a list, you see, okay, this, 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 okay, we are able to sort it out. And then, then we just asked, are any of the mothers around? There were two of them around. We spoke to them, we encouraged them, we told them this is the reason why we are we are here. Because it was also important for people to know that, look. Poetry is part of the reason why this is happening. Mm-hmm. And we're able to we're able to bless them. And I was like, look, look, this thing that's happening is not new. Mm-hmm. You get me? It is me, yeah, I did something, people believe in it. So it's a community thing that actually, you know, has happened. What what you're getting is not because I I mean people because some people on the launch day gave because of that mm-hmm. of journey, journey of that of, of that course. So we're able to do it. And recently I think some weeks ago, the nurse there was just cause like, I just want you to know that there was a balance left and we're supposed to use it to, cause you have to pay for oxygen. When my son already didn't pay for oxygen. Mm-hmm. Oh, somebody came that needed it and we just recently just used it to pay. And I, and I was sitting there, I was like, what? And so full circle, it comes back to me that success wise, you had an idea, like these are things that create a creative person in his head documents them, puts them together, presents it to the world, 
the world believes in it that they, they, they purchase it with money. But as a result of that, you are able to bless other people. I, I, nice. For me, that is just full circle awesome. That's very and, nice. And, and that's, this, so these are the, and I hope more of this, because I'm inspired to continue this journey as a creator and help other people. That's very nice. That's very nice. That's really cool. Now, I think I would add to it the sculpt uh, who was inspired. Yeah. To. yeah. <laughs> she mentioned the name, but I've forgotten the name. But she... I, will, I, will, I, will, I will have I will have to meet her. And the other thing I'll say, recent success was when I went to my high school, mm-hmm. and after everything was done, look, <laughs> I was blown away because at first I thought it was a joke. Yeah. I really thought it was a joke. Like, I, I was done doing my piece, then some of the students just got off their chairs and they came to the stage with notepads and a pen. I want you to grab, and I thought we were playing. I want to see, because you know, you know, and now I can see that happening. Yeah. Just do. But, like, joke, like, joke, when the event was over, I was pretty much surrounded with students. Yeah. I thought it was a joke at first. People said no, so I was like, I like joke like joke. But that was the point that I don't really practice my autographs. I was I was I was confused. I was like, wait, they want they sign and said somebody said, sign on my hand, sign on my hand. And I was like, ah, this is actually it's happening. Like, it, it took me a good while to believe that. People actually wanted my autograph for call it prosperity purpose. Like yeah. because I saw this guy yeah. when, and it, to me it was just it was just surreal. I, I didn't. I was like, Remember I called you when I saw that on Instagram. I was like, Yo! I told the person to send the pictures because I was like, nobody would believe me if I said if I if I said this happened. But I'll post it. That that was like, it was just surreal. I, I didn't believe it. <laughs> That's good. Gina, what about you? My success for me is just something I didn't want to do. Because, man. So, no, this is what I always tell people. For me, poetry was not because I studied English, I was good in English or anything. I failed in English. <laughs> like, I, I failed in English. Like, I, I was good in English. So, when you fail, fail, or you just didn't get an A? I didn't get an A, I didn't get a B. I was like a C. That's not fail. <laughs> <laughs> I would call I would call it. 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 I would I would call it. I would call it. I would call it. I would I I then when I travel, and guess I'm like, yo, your English is so good. <laughs> like, yo, I don't know. <laughs> and so for me, being able to write a book and have my name on the book, I'm like, so the more reason why you decide to just put initial of my saying, right? Domino. Yeah. Like, this has, has happened because of the domino. Yeah. The domino effect. Yeah. But someone decided to say yes to their calling. And then from walking around with him, he just rubbed off me. Yeah. And, um, I'm able to do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, another success, um, which is, is a little bit of going to a financial yeah. liberation program. Yeah. And then they were like, you know, we want you to give. Um, there's something that you feel like God has given your heart or something, just give. I was like, you know, I'm a missionary. Like, my book is not, it's not enough. And then I've printed the books and all that. 
And then I told the, the moderator, I was like, you know what, I feel like I should do my books. Everybody has mentioned their name in the book. Yeah. Um, so that's why even when I came, I gave it yeah. and I gave it to people. I just went around, I just kept calling people, I just kept giving it. Yeah. And the money that I gave people, I made over a thousand dollars, is because after giving that, all my money that were blocked. All of them suddenly disappeared. <laughs> like for real, they just appeared. And when we came, I was like, you know what? This is from selling the book. Mm. Not selling the book, but from selling the book. Mm, yeah. And so um, I am just super, super like That's cool. grateful. And also another thing is that so the first page, the first um, story in the, the piece was from my mom's story she told me. So after 11 miscarriages, mm. after 18 years of giving birth to my senior brother. She gave it to me. So I had a lot of ladies, like a lot of older women and stuff just hitting me up and, and even there's a friend from South Africa which I made from the writing process. Um she was supposed to be my accountability partner. So when she heard the story, she was like, yo, I went to a similar thing, I would like to talk to your mom. Like, because she's also writing a book um for ladies um, who are going through that. One of the my mentors to his wife, mm. they've been married for a long time, they've not had a kid. She, she walked up to me in the office was like, yo, I'm super grateful that you decided to share this and I have faith that my, my child will come. And so like, I'm like, if for nothing, that story will be mm. um, and I'm, I'm super like, happy. That one money cannot buy. And yeah. these kind of things, money cannot buy. I'm like, I'm super grateful. That's nice, that's nice, that's nice. That's yeah. nice. Okay, so kind of we're wrapping up there. What would, what would you think? So let me, let me say, before I ask this question. So I went to, um, some years ago, I set up, a, I started a learning center for kids to be creative, so to learn musical instruments, to draw. And then I wanted to attach a library to it. So I went to one of the bookshops, the big bookshops here in Accra, to get books. And then I was surprised I couldn't find African books for children. Like Africa, like all the books that I was finding for the, the age, the age range was five to um, 15 at that time. There were no, there were no African writers. I couldn't find in that bookshop. So I, and then I had to like buy all the foreign books. What would you, uh, so now comes to my question, to encourage uh, African authors and even the, the African community, both on the continent, outside the con continent, to patronize um, the African books or African authors. Because, I don't know, it seems like we prefer to read the Harry Potters than China uh, Chibe and um, MS book and Hundreds book and, you know. So any, any words that we could share to encourage the African community, the authors, you know, or even other audience that um, cut across who wants to start with that? Okay, let me start. Um, you see, if we, because we're global uh -huh. right now, it's it's sort of tricky. It's tricky because somebody who, using the Harry Potter example that you gave, uh -huh. well, this thing is so far. However, the thing is, we don't have a Harry Potter at least, I don't know. Isn't it a storytelling? Uh, it's, it's a story you give me. I, my, my thing is, if there is a story, 
that gives you the feeling. So let me put it this way. Nobody in the world can give me, like, well, I'm using plantain, for instance, okay? The way plantain is, you, you can bring me something from anywhere else that may be similar to plantain. I'm like, look, I'm sticking to plantain, I'm sticking to my killer with you. nothing you can do about it. Like, if somebody's trying to bring you, you've got this type of cloth, it's like, um, yeah, it's not kinti. Mm. Because there is nothing, as far as you're concerned, that is superior. Mm. So it's not, it's not really, um, because it's, it's easy. It, I would like to say that, look, regardless of whether it is nice, it is not nice, pick it up because it is, it is Ghanaian. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't want to necessarily buy into that. Mm. My thing is, if the thing is good, pick it up. If you feel it's, it's not there yet, Look, communicate to the individual. Be supportive. Don't just say I'm not picking it up because I'm like, well, I don't like this because of A, B, C. The person can say, well, right now this is how we are trying to go. Hey, all I mean, all the best to you. The other thing to one has to understand is with regards to books. In in, in Ghana, like we, we spoke about printing, printing child. So yeah, she may we have a very dope story sitting somewhere, but somebody will look at it and like, oh, I don't, I don't like the way. It was, yeah, that's not the that's not the author's fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's remember that. Yeah. This, this is what the author's yeah. fault. So the print quality, so there are, there are so many challenges. Mm-hmm. So paper in this country is just expensive. Mm-hmm. That's it's just if the person was going to make a look nice and bring it down here, the person can't sell the book. So one has to first of look out for quality in terms of the story. The story yeah. that one, whether you are printing it on good paper, bad paper, the story needs to be stellar. The other challenges that come with it, we have to we have to work with the creators, and I think more creatives, just people, uh, people just need to be inspired that if you stick to this thing, it can it can be a very successful gig. Mm. I think it's it's um, writing if done properly can be very very successful. You write one book, yes, write another book. Because right now that you're even saying it, I'm beginning to sit and think, huh, it's been nice to write. A book, even poetry, something that's rhyming just for kids. It's a secret. You can, you, can, you can choose to do that and because you have ebooks, you've got there, there are so many different products that can result from you being a creator. But it has you have to you have to bring it into existence. When it is there, maybe in the beginning it will be it'll be rough. But once you start, if we all keep moving on that trajectory. Other people come and ten years down the line, you will have a series of people saying, yeah, we, don't, we don't want any of the Western stuff. I want I want to see a black guy picking up this and, and doing that. I don't want to be saying ITCBC spider. There's a new thing on the block. Because think about how the ITCBC spider can somebody got up and put it on paper. Now we have it. If somebody got up and put or even came up with with service, where if you are baby shark, so maybe, uh, maybe, uh, what is it, like one month out? But you just need to make it like cool for, the Ghanaian just wants cool stuff. They don't want it, ah, we are picking this up because. But, so what about the challenge with the, like the bookshops? Because I don't know whether they're not Ghanaian writers writing books for children. I couldn't find any. No, I think there are the so parables. That's the name yeah, that parables. pops up immediately. Yeah. Parables has a series of books for that tells Anansi's story, mm-hmm. and 
it's some are value centered some are more telling stories like the stories we grew up on mm-hmm. and all those things and he's actually animated so he's illustrated the characters yeah. in the book and he has different collections of that this is yeah. that i think there's also an audio book um I, I think Akutua was doing something with one of these, right? I, I don't, yeah, I don't readily recollect, but there are quite a number. Of, but why can't we, why can't we find them? So that's what I mean. Like, so I'm what coming it, to that. Yeah. The, the bookshops mm-hmm. are in for business. All right. Some are in for business. Others don't mind stocking whatever. But the thing is, because it, because the writer has not put in much work on the marketing. End, yeah. They've not pushed their work enough. They've not built a community. Of, uh, there's uh, not a strong publisher. There, there's no them. strong publisher behind them. Their their book is not being marketed to those who need to know about it. So it sits on the, the, the bookshelves on their shelves for so long, and nobody's speaking it. And that space that other people's books could mm-hmm. occupy and be sold immediately. So the question is: Are we growing our kids? to look forward to African writers and, and their works? Are we encouraging young people to look out for traditional African writers? Are we encouraging um, media to carry stories on African writers? Because then when we're talking about book day, poetry day, all we are looking at is the foreign people and the black Americans and what they have done. <laughs> How much of that work are we putting into encouraging our own? Yeah. Until an African writer leaves their country to another African country, they are not recognized as big. Mm. Yes. It, it's, it's, a, it's a mindset thing, it's a cultural thing we need to shift. They, they always say a prophet is not regarded in their hometown. And we've personalized that message and we're <laughs> living it to the letter to the point where nobody is locally recognized until they've been out there. And come mm. I was good, but if I hadn't sat on a plane to go somewhere else for them to herald me, you don't think that I was good, but I had been with you for the longest yeah. of times. So those are the, the little things that we're doing. Are we putting much value on the young writers that are coming up? Are we encouraging them by patronizing their works? Are we calling them by supporting their work dedicated to the path, their research, their doing their own money? So how are we supporting them to continue writing? And how are we picking those off the shelves? Because there are African writers mm-hmm. who are shelving yeah. bookshops. Right? I really do agree with you because that's the only way we can get the Harry Potter's. They're not African Harry Potter's. Because then they, someone really has to write, has to be encouraged, and on their tenth book, like that is it. Yeah, but then true. if we will not buy the first, the second, the third, and then be like, you know what, I think you can do this better. I think you need coaching here. I think you need this here. I think, oh, this might, I know this person who can help you do this, do that. But then I feel like so many people are sitting on their networks and they're like, oh, nah, this is not good enough. No, you can help the person. So for me, what I'll say is that let's look out there for, even if the person is bad, the person has done something. It's like in school, they give us one over 10 because you've written. <laughs> So that's one about ten. The reason I just call them out. I feel like I feel like the English is, is amazing on top of this thing. Take the idea, help them write it, help them put things together, put it out there, and then. So is it like okay? So I I'm very into story, right? Because that's what Starless Innovative Studios, my design company, we do. Trying to tell a story. The main reason was to tell stories, African stories, because growing up, most of the books that I was reading is like foreigners trying to tell our stories. 
that's the whole reason why I'm, I'm just, I, I, I put this question there is how do we as African artists and as African people patronize our own story? But I realized that a lot of the books, the African books that I, I loved were old authors. I'm not finding new, like, so like, since Fall Apart, it's an old author, like, uh, the ghost of, they are old. There was this Ghanaian one I read. It was another really nice book, I've forgotten the name. Like, but what's, those books, for, in my opinion, they sold, I don't know if they didn't, but like, they were books that, when I mentioned it classic, anywhere, they're yeah, they're classic, you mentioned it anywhere. No, no, no. No, when I, you mentioned it ab abroad, when you mentioned it abroad, even foreigners, yeah, were reading them, like, you mentioned it, oh yeah, I know, and there's even the French translation, I, I, there was a student I was teaching, and I didn't know there was a French translation of Things Fall Apart, and they were reading it, you get it, so, like, those, are we missing those kind of writers on this continent, what is happening, and how do we encourage that, because I, I don't know whether you would, say they had a uh, okay i can't tell like a serious uh, marketing strategy with all of that or there was it, well, it wasn't I, it just I a story these things take time okay these, it, it takes i think today's generation being grown on microwave and <laughs> so everything is going everything going fast like we, we, we don't even witness agriculture and how farming like you saw a seed you have to wait weeks and months before the seed sprouts before mm. it, it gets to mid-age before you have to some have to be transplanted you have to it's process mm -hmm. like you think that 100 tells you he started writing in 2000 oh, yeah. how many years ago was that <laughs> this is what 2022 <laughs> i started writing in 2008 mm -hmm. this is 2021 that i published my book it's been almost 10 11 years it's process the whole time that i was writing in the secret of my room, watching videos, trying to improve myself, asking people for feedback on my work. Nobody saw that and nobody will see that. Mm -hmm. But give it five more years, give it 10 more years, I probably will be acknowledged as one of the mm -hmm. great writers in Ghana. Already they've listed as one of the 100 revolutionary writers already. And that's after how many years, 10 years? If I gave up at the ninth year, I probably wouldn't make that list. Mm -hmm. So we will get there. There will be a replacement for the Chino Achibes, for the all that, for the Amate Jews, mm -hmm. for the Adichie Chimamandas. Yeah. There will be, but w are we willing to be consistent enough to stay the course? Are we willing to sacrifice to to earn that spot? Because mm -hmm. you can't just whip a book together and say, now I am here, so acknowledge me. Yeah. It doesn't work it like that. that. It takes time. It takes time. Because it, you also have to understand that back then, look, back then, I, I don't know whether they were laptops. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So you're talking about you have to present a manuscript to somebody. Yeah. The whole publishing process was very different. The whole yeah. Amazon. Yeah. You get me? So you realize that part of the reason why these books that you're mentioning, people know them is because by the time it got to somebody's hand, yeah. No, because before you bother yourself now, you know that oh, I have something. I have, I have a great story. And so by the time you are done, the fact that you, the fact that you've typed the thing, right, and you, it's effort. Hmm. Now when you type and you send something by email, there's no effort. No, there's no postage stamp. There's nothing. You just send. so by the time you get somebody and a publisher, it, it, it was not that many people 
who went through that process she would give they were looking now Charlie it's publishing on steroids yeah so there's, there's, there's mad demand like everywhere mm. you can read whatever you want whenever so we are we are up against very stiff competition mm. are now it's not like we are in Ghana and oh Ghana we only we only going to have Ghanaian books no we are any creative now is competing with the rest of the world mm. you have to bring out something of a caliber that if somebody looks at it, the person's like, ah, forget that thing that I went from Japan or this, this is this is it. So you have to be writing on that scale. But as as, as Emma is saying, it will take time. It will take time for one dope person to say that, yo, have you seen this? Have you seen that? I, mean, I think look, everything started that way. Yeah. It starts with one person saying, Oh my, oh, there's this child, there's this new thing, you have, you have to get onto it. Then somebody gets onto it, gets onto it, get. then, but the beautiful thing about writing, beautiful thing about writing, and I think we'll see this years to come, some writers were not celebrated until they were passed. Mm. It's, it's, it's a reality, and we, we are going to see. Maybe we may not, I'm not saying that's what I want, but it may be the case that mm. until we are gone, we're like, how come this person, when they were here, yeah. we did not celebrate them, you know, as much? It, it's just a reality of, of this. So let's not, let's not get all worked up with this idea that, oh, I've written the books right now. Right now. No, 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 no. <laughs> it, it takes time. It, it really takes time, but you have to be consistent at the craft and I believe if if you are just that we are different times compared to what mm, yeah. uh, the, the, the great writers of the past what you call it were mm. I believe if we are consistent those same accolades will be poured upon us and the impact that our books will have on the generations will be out of our side. Just just to add briefly to that, I think um, when people say when you are usually advised that money should not be your main motivation Initially, I struggled with that statement because I'm like, we must eat. So, what do you mean money should be? But when you listen to this line of conversation, it speaks to the fact that if money is the only thing that is propelling you, you would give up so quickly. Yeah, because it has to come from a genuine place of wanting to really do this. So that in the instances where nothing comes in, you still are willing to wake up every day and write a line or two, wake up every day and tell that story over and over again, wake up every day, do that illustration over and over again. Even if nobody's paying you, nobody's paying attention to you and it's just you and your God. There has to be that beyond the money to be able to keep us for whatever time there is before we acknowledge for the works we put out. And that that is something that many young people may want to consider. Because some quit well-paying jobs just to say, I want to be a writer. And you come in one year, you're hungry, and you just can't figure out. Because there's no trust fund anywhere. There's no family support. Not many are privileged to come from homes where there's... Even if you do nothing with your life, there's a car waiting, there's a house waiting. Not many have that. And so for those who don't have that background, it would have to be strategic moves, a lot of commitments to the cause, and a lot of planning to actually be able to get through the lean seasons and still make an, a foot, or leave a footprint or an imprint in people before you get to a point where they work up. So be patient with yourself. Yeah, you know, it's, it's I, want, I want to ask this question. 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 I want
Do you think, because when you guys are speaking, this is a question I've been in my head. Do you think um, back in the day, there were lots of readers and they are now? Yeah, because now we, there's like YouTube, there's content like video content so much. Now people don't search on Google to read about it, they search on YouTube to see. The ebooks uh, market is, is getting a lot more because then they call it the chewing gum of the of the brain where you're driving to work. Um so that's the more reason why we, we like I mean a hard copy currently feels like um you go to a bookshop and you may not find it. Mm. So your question, your question is, do you think there are more readers? Yeah, like hard copy readers. I don't. I I and no. I think there are more readers now. That this 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 is the thing that we have to understand that the way the world today is processing information is just different. Mm -hmm. Look, you can't. So so you see, some people may not have read, and it's strange that we are giving Harry Potter all of this. <laughs> story to my kids and the person is being somebody else is saying it it's two different people mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I, I am like blu-ray or I am like um what do you call it 3d yeah. because I'm like oh I am still telling somebody a story yeah. the kid may read the book it's like you know this this, this is not the same it's not the same book because when daddy tells me the story they are special effects so yeah, the truth is whether we like it or not we are consuming media very because mm. book, book is media, whether yeah, you choose yeah. to be them yeah. or not. Well, any film, any movie, any video, any audio that is going to come into being is going to start with text, mm. whether, you like, whether you like it or not. Mm. So the fact that people, the reason why I'm saying that there are more readers now is because there is more access mm. to media. Mm. People may not be reading books. But that doesn't mean that the books are not being consumed. And that is why in creative now, you need to think three dimensions. You cannot, you cannot, oh, I'm just interested in keeping it as, you know, as a book. Mm -hmm. No, yeah, you, you may make some money, but you may not make majority. Because if you are looking at it, I'm writing this book and 
there'll be an audio version, there may be a movie, there may be a series. You are not thinking like the 21st century mm-hmm. If you are just thinking black and white, you are limiting, you are, you are, honestly, you are limiting, you are limiting yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you think it that way, then you are not really worried. As George Lucas is not worried whether people read. I don't. I don't. I, I think Star Wars. Even I don't. I don't recall it being a novel. Mm. It's pretty much his ideas. Comics. Some of the yeah, things will be done. But he had. He had it written somewhere. Star Wars is being consumed not as novels, but mm. it's a great franchise. Mm. And different people who've written different things. It's because. They, 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 are, they are changing that medium into different things. So you see t-shirts, it will sell, and you're making money. Mm. But moving back to just readers, people are reading, just not in the way that we think people are. So you realize that some people are like, some like BBC um, has a BBC pigeon. Yeah. Mm. It is because they want people to listen to people are listening to the news now just because it's a pigeon. Before, oh, this is Charlie, we are not interested in hearing, but pigeon, I'll listen to pigeon. Mm. So it's we, we, we need to we, we, we define some of these, and I think when we do, oh, things, 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 we okay. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. All right. Just to balance that dynamic out, <laughs> I, I think. Then that is an important way of thinking, yeah. but don't set out wearing yourself yeah. out with that thinking as mm. well to say, okay, once I write a book, I have to publish a movie. Mm. It's gradual, yeah, yeah, yeah. like it will take time. So we may not have the statistics to prove that there are still many readers, mm. but I still like my hard copies. Mm-hmm. If there's a me, there and I know about five or ten people like me yeah. who will still walk into a bookshop and grab a hard copy. Mm. And so there are multiple of that number who still prefer hard copy. So mm-hmm. there are still readers today that ever, they just, you just need to know who they are and what language appeals to them and how to present it if you want to capture the attention. But there is room for just print and text, so. That's nice. That's right. So, last words, shots. Like, any last words to either encourage new authors or encourage existing authors and African uh not just African, I was going to say African audience, but your audience, you know, because I'm sure you all have your different kind of audience to encourage them. Hopefully they'll be listening to or watching the podcast, you know. Any last words? Oh, these are your last words, because this were a lot of... <laughs> okay, okay, Emma start, Emma start. My turn. Yeah. Last words, grab my book. <laughs> that is it. Grab Straight my up. book, grab, grab book. my book. But beyond getting a copy on Amazon or anywhere, I think that whatever your process is, wherever you are now, just honor that process and that space. I think in the uncle piece, I wish you courage. I write that. I wish you the courage to be you, whichever version of you is currently running. Because most of the time where we've been socialized and cultured to look forward to the next. We bought clothing that we would grow into. We bought shoes that we would grow into. And so our, our whole mindset is always looking to the future and not to the now. But there is a you now, the you that is still trying to figure out the space they are in, the you that is still trying to cover their message, the you that is still trying to figure out which part of me will the world need most, what part of me will posterity honor most. Honor that person and be patient with your process because you will come into that space where many will herald and they want to hear you. But until then, how are you being faithful to the little, to where you are, 
to whatever it is you're doing, whether it's corporate, whether it's full-time, whether it's writing blogs, whether it is just telling stories to your friends, whether it is having the best effect um, in, in narrating to your nieces and nephews, how are you being diligent with that? See a man diligent in his works. He will stand before kings and not mere men. And so awesome. be diligent. Jada has been snapping the whole time. Jada's like, <laughs> is, Jada is like, is like a, that's what I mean when she's speaking. It's like she's prophesying. Like, it's like, like you feel the you feel the spirit moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go, you go, you go, you go. I feel like you guys. Like I feel like we have it on. Just uh, maybe next season, just for her to just come and you know, just give it to us. Just sit down with her, just be you. Yeah. Yeah. 100, your last word. My, my, you see, if I don't start in the same way that Emma, you know, some of these guys It's wisdom. Yeah. That, that, that should be what it is. So we've been talking about these books. Mm-hmm. It's available on Amazon. If you're in Ghana, you can get it at Citrus. You can get it at Vidya. Yeah. Well. So I believe the links will be available. Yeah, Amazon. we'll put it there. Yeah. You have to get, get the book. My last words are follow your passion. The title of the book is, is pretty philosophical. It wasn't when I came up with it, but it's pretty philosophical because life is rolling. Life that is not a straight road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are twists, there are curves to it. And you're often going to be very confused on which path you want to go down. This is where passion becomes your compass. And you are able to now know the path to go. Yeah, it looks dark, but this is where I am supposed to go. Because if you're not following your passion, you follow all sorts of other things. Mm. You will probably not be happy. Mm. You think you have happiness, but you're not in. You really, when you're really passionate about something, you just, money is not the motivation. Because mm-hmm. money at the point that money is not coming, you're full, like, you can't move. Like, if passion is your full, oh, you, you, that will help you to be consistent. Mm-hmm. That will help you to keep pushing on, even when things don't look this thing. You need passion to lift you up. Passion is that friend that, ah, see, I don't feel like getting up. No, but hey, let's get up. Let's, let's, let's do it again. So you follow your passion. And regardless of how Logaliki your road is, you keep moving. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I I was going to let Judah say, but I was like, Judah, you are the host. You always have a last say. You have a last say. Yeah. 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 So we're going to be putting the links to all these books. And uh, there's on the YouTube channel, the Lab Africa podcast. Um, the links will be there. Just yeah, click it on the Instagram. On the, so the Apple podcast, the Google podcast, and the Spotify will be there as well. Yeah. And then look out for some of the um, the posts and the questions in the Spotify podcast because it gives us the opportunity to do that as well. Um, thanks, guys, so much. I've learned so much. At least now I'm prepared. to get back on track to write my book but it's been it's been really interesting because i'm i'm really praying and hoping the the coming the time where there'll be more africans telling the african story and then 
you know, not where foreigners are telling our story. That's where I'm hoping we will get to because the perspective you bring to our story is completely different when someone is from outside, you know, and then I'm really uh, hoping that um, more people who are, who were hoping to write book after watching or listening to this will be encouraged to go ahead and write it and then, you know, put it out there. It will grow. I mean, it's not easy as you, just, you guys have described it, but yeah, it's, but it's a journey. It's a process. And if, if you want to be encouraged to write a book, just buy one of these books. I'm sure it will encourage you as well. All right. So, and like we usually say, let's make Africa great again. Peace.